0: It's now time for News Headlines with Molly on The Big Party Show one.
1: Well, a controversial book about the Trump administration is hitting bookshelves today, which is earlier than expected. It was originally supposed to be released uh, Tuesday of next week. But uh, the title is Fire and Fury Inside the Trump White House, and it's being released early by the publisher after Trump's lawyers tried to stop it being published at so all. So
2: the first news broke because of the, the stuff from Steve Bannon this week of Bannon, you know, all the stuff that he said about Trump that lit the White House afire. But then it's all these little nitpicking details of stuff like. Trump gets mad when the the help in the White House pick up his shirt if he dropped it on the ground. Uh You know, snarky stuff. I just am always curious of who buys all books because all the good stuff comes out, like, in the news. Yeah. Yeah. What's left...
1: Right. All the nuggets. Like, I mean, these are teasers. So the thought is, is that there's even more, but you would think that you would lead with your big stuff. The author was on the Today Show this morning okay, um, and he was doing an interview uh, and he said that um, the one description that everyone on Trump's staff gave about the president was that the president is, quote, like a child. Um, I guess he claimed that Trump has a need for immediate gratification. Uh, he doesn't I think read, we could doesn't see listen. That. Yeah, he said he's like a pinball, just shooting off of the sides. Uh, because the the president tweeted out this morning about all the 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 book is full of lies, but this author is defending it, saying, "Well, you know, I I went to the White House, I interviewed people within the White House, you know, I had conversations with the president, so." It's a he said she said situation of like apparently like, this guy had the access so like most I don't of know. those
3: books are right. I mean, he well, should, some she of
1: them are it. like you know gossipy. Yeah. Like some of them are you know oh we talked to his butler. This is no, they it's, interviewed like three hundred people on the staff. But it it from has campaign gossipy
2: and, details. I'm saying yes, it has. Yeah. You know, there's high end political intrigue, right? You know, and then there's stuff like he leaves his shirt on the floor. Which,
1: I mean, come on, really? Poor Lyndon Johnson sent the plumber to the mental hospital because the, what he what that guy through trying to get water pressure the way he liked it in the White House. I kid you not. What? I mean, so yeah, I mean, these guys are powerful men. Uh, that are leading a country they're they have not necessarily you know? exactly I and mean,
3: if you're the president uh, yeah <laughs> Right. If, if you don't want someone so picking up your shirt okay picking
1: up shirts it's like that's the least of my worries if he yells at somebody for picking up a shirt it's like okay well still then that's weird. his thing
3: i still find it interesting he uses the call button on his desk for pop and and stuff
1: oh so he's <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> That'd be nice if you just had a button and you're like, you know what I would yeah, like? I did
3: show a button earlier this year, and that's what
2: people mm-hmm. were saying. They're like, there's no bomb button.
1: <laughs> it Thank brings God. you
2: Coca-Colas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, so a heads up to anyone with a computer device. There has been uh, a breach. Well, a breach of sorts. There are two flaws to the processors that um, are on about every computer chip manufactured in the last 20 years. One is a hardware problem. The other is a software problem. Spectre affects nearly all the devices that have Intel chips. And then this meltdown affects only Intel chips And that is a software issue. Now, Apple has released a patch for their web browser, for their iPhones and Macs and other devices. And Microsoft is rolling out several updates to protect service devices. But the big thing is, is that this meltdown, the software patch needed to fix the issue to uh, avoid hacker access could slow down computers as much as 30%. So this is is all
2: CPUs made, all CPUs, Mm -hmm. meaning computer, made in the last two decades, are vulnerable to these exploits, and the only fix is a software patch that Mm -hmm. will significantly slow it down. So, which I looked at it like, well, then fine, we all have to go get new gear with new um, chips in them. Yeah, it's just it seems like the price is going up on our phones. Yes, they. I mean, the new
3: normal is a thousand apiece. They figured it out because instead of you know sitting on that product not getting bought, now they you know, these uh, phone companies are going, hey, you know, just add $10 a month to your bill and then we can figure, then so they're able to jack the prices up uh, like that. So this is uh, interesting. And,
1: and yeah, I mean, and uh, this isn't just an American issue. I mean, this is computers worldwide. I mean, these are processors that most computers rely upon in order to get us downloading or watching or word processing at the speeds that we all become accustomed to.
3: Slowing it down 30%. Oh my God. It will take a bite. First world problems. Yes. <laughs> the, the, the People are going to freak out. Gonna, I'm telling you, these kids are going to freak out. It can't. Yes. I mean, it's going to be crazy and awesome at the same time. Well, I, I mean,
2: software speed and, and having to watch commercials and being able to skip commercials has caused ADD in yes. adults.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if they
2: ever roll, I was worried about that. I'm like, what if they roll that back like you can skip the commercial after five seconds? Yeah. I always thought I'm like, well, someday they'll roll that back. <laughs> you know, when they figure out it's the longest
1: app- five seconds of your life when you're it waiting is. for something, you're like, I mean, all right. But it always seemed uns-
2: unsustainable to give me the ability to to click it,
1: skip yeah. ads, because
2: the commercial is paying for everything.
3: And it. when we stop looking at the ads, all of this goes away. It does. It does. You're right. Um, yeah, it, it's weird though. You grow accustomed to uh, being able. You wait. You wait to five seconds.
1: Oh, it's the, But oh, if they don't so give wrong. you the
3: option, God, it's amazing how fast you move on.
1: I know. You're like, never mind.
3: You know, I can't wait 20. <laughs> I can't wait 30.
1: Tonight's Mega Millions jackpot drawing is closing in on half a billion dollars. Earlier this week, the drawing came up with no jackpot winner. So $445 million, but I'm sure it'll be more than that when they finally draw the numbers tonight. And there's also... The uh, Powerball to look at five hundred and fifty million That's... bucks is on the line Saturday when that mm-hmm. jackpot drawing happens. So get out there and buy your tickets. I don't. Whatever. Oh, it's so fun to just dream. <laughs> it is. It's just fun a to wonder and dream, dream.
3: We do it at work. I just got <laughs> an email the other day from work. Someone at work who uh, puts that all together. That always amazes me.
1: They want out. I want out. You
3: know, the whole work office <laughs> puts in money to win. Uh, yeah.
1: We uh, talk quite a bit on the show about uh, millennials. Um, you know, people always are giving them slack for, uh, you know, the way they behave or how their view of the world. But this may be an attitude adjustment for us all. Apparently, millennials, they are dealing with something that we haven't dealt with. And that is a strive for perfection. A recent study came out and found that it, when for millennials, It is a constant struggle. There are three forms of perfectionism that impact these millennials the most. They say socially prescribed perfection or the idea of like, you know, the perceiving what people expect of you. Then they also have other oriented expectations. And that is unrealistic expectations that millennials have on others And then there is your own irrational desire to be perfect. And they say a lot of this is driven by these devices we were just talking about slowing down. The five second rule. They look at the
2: whole world like, go.
3: (laughs) Just go. Just get out of Uh, the way. uh, uh, Oh, my God. I feel like there's no different than when we were younger.
1: I see a difference. We
3: strive for the best. You care about what people think about you. I mean...
1: It's a different microcosm now, though. We felt that, but it was all within our small little pool of people that we ran into or saw or interacted with. Now, we're on a global stage. You have social media. You can curate how the world sees you, and if somebody's better at it than you are, let's say they're savvier at getting those selfies or making their life look more interesting. It's a standard that's false, but you don't know that, and so you're living up to this. And then there's the idea of, like, how do I make myself look that put together as somebody else. So social media is one of the driving forces for this perfectionism that they're saying that the theory, it's a theory, it hasn't been tested, but they're saying that that's the big difference for this generation as opposed to ones previous to this. Sure, uh, you felt a need to look good to your friends, but now you feel a need to look good to the world, everyone, not just people that you're you know, running into at the grocery store like, oh, I should really shake a tail. I'm probably going to run into somebody I know at the checkout. This is like, I could be, you know, on discovered. the news. Today. Exactly. Yeah. Well,
2: it used to be, you if know. you grew up in little Omaha, Nebraska, or small <laughs> hamlets in the Midwest, you didn't know what you were missing until you went and traveled and met your cousins in LA. Right. And came <sighs> back and you're like, oh my God, there's a whole nother world out there. We're all mm-hmm. hicks. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no hidden corners. Everybody's living by the same standard. Yeah. yeah. And that standard is when in your youth in impossible to attain sometimes sure that you put it on yourself so
1: i mean when you're watching like the kim kardashians of this world or even like you know look at paris hilton just got engaged on top of a mountain this week with a 20 carat rock but it's all delivered to you on the same medium as you sharing cute cat pics you know of of you i mean how do you how do you wrestle with the fact that you know you have this i want and then there's what is real and people are just, I guess, grappling with it. They say that uh, these, this current generation... I just think they
3: just don't want to handle it. I have
2: it's nothing like, wrong with I mean, capitalism and, and, mm-hmm. and consumerism and the push for, you know, we want people to want things. We're in that industry. We're pushing,
1: yeah. you
2: want this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But those shows like My Super Sweet 16, all that is just this impossibly
1: yeah.
2: unrealistic consumerism. You know, I'm sure we'd be watching it, too, if we were raised on it. But since we weren't raised on it when we saw those shows, we saw the peril of like, I don't want to watch people have stuff I don't have. Exactly. Right. It didn't create the I'm going to strive to that level. No, I looked just, at I want sh- it now. And those shows are phony. Crib- Cribs were always a joke. Those artists don't own that house.
1: No. They go they rent it for the episode
2: in. of Cribs. They don't no, own any of that it's stuff. It's not for the sake they, of entertainment. They, they, they pretend to have it we believe it so then we buy their stuff on credibility and then they get that stuff later i mean yeah. it was always phony you saw these people who were like i've never even heard of you yet and you're already rich uh-huh. and they're I like know. i'm rich now cuz you washing and look at all my cars and this is
3: my shag bed and all that you know it's like shag bed i don't know that show was kind of funny cribs you know Ugh. It's Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Only
1: when you watched Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, it was like ridiculous people. You're like, well, obviously the, you know, head vice count of Monaco lives and has 50 yachts. He's the vice count of Monaco. Now it's like just some guy.
2: Well, the sad problem of this perfectionism with young kids is that it takes a toll on their mental health.
1: Yes. That's what I was saying. They just don't
3: know how to handle it.
1: Well, I don't you know. know if it's not know how to handle it. I think it really oh, is a lot of pressure if you're putting if you're putting that kind of pressure on yourself. Any of us would crack if you really are putting your if you're really well, putting that's the what I mean. to yourself, they just
3: Don't know how to handle it. I mean, I don't put that kind of pressure on me. You guys don't do the same thing because we know how to handle it. You know, but we're also older. You know, this is a generation that grew up entirely different entirely different. I I would just say if you're a millennial it feels like
2: everybody's picking on you. Every young generation gets Gets picked picked on. on, (laughs) And a lot of it is grounded in the jealousy of youth. We're all jealous of your youth. And you only get it once so enjoy it. You're in the best package Mm -hmm. on earth. So (laughs) what do you care? So you you at least look better than all of us. Yeah, you do. Uh You're listening to the Big Party Morning Show. Mm -hmm.
3: Channel 941. All right, we got Kathy here. What's up, dear? How are you doing?
0: Hi, pretty good.
3: Good. What can we do for you today?
0: Okay, so I just call, I'm just calling on the millennial topic. I'm actually 22, so of course I'm on the, I guess, younger cusp of that gap. But I think of everything, our age group is doing a comparison of like life progress on social media. So you know, back then when social media wasn't a thing for people in their 20s and 30s, they didn't really stay that connected with people from high school or elementary school. And so they like get to that point where they can follow the, these people now. Yeah I, and
3: yeah, I agree with
2: you. You had a, small, yeah. a smaller pool in my generation. We had a smaller pool to compete with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless you were just yeah. crazy popular. But you had your own circle, so if you were kind of a jackass, you were like, yeah, but all my friends are
0: jackass.
2: (laughs) Now you guys are friends with everyone.
3: Yeah, because like, for example, mine's a little different because I went to high school in in Germany, so uh, of course, you know, military brat, everybody's separated. Uh, I got a few friends here and stuff, but uh, I I loved Facebook when it came out because I was able to reconnect with all those people that I had not connect with for, you know, 10, whatever amount of years it was. Uh, but yeah, I didn't know everything about it. For it's sure. nice to know those things now, but I couldn't imagine growing up where I know everything about everything mm-hmm. growing oh, up. Yeah. You yeah. Know.
0: Well, and I have, so like I have, of course my close knit group of friends, but there's so many people that of course you follow on social media that you once knew or you met one time at a party. And so of course you're going to follow them. And like me and my boyfriend now, I notice, I like count how many of our friends are getting engaged every month. Uh, I'm like, oh, look at that. It's not like a sad thing or anything. I love him. It'll happen when we need to have have it happen. Mm -hmm. But a lot of those people who are our age aren't already in their developed you know, relationships but, and family lives yet. So but to be honest returned. with you,
3: that's no different than anyone in their thirties, forties, or fifties or sixties. I mean, we still we see all of our friends to this date that's getting true. engaged. You know, maybe it's their you know maybe a second marriage, but you know there are still a lot of firsts.
0: Uh, yeah, so we very still true.
3: see the same thing. You know, but we're... I
0: think because I think because we were raised on so much of we post so much of our lives anyway. I mean. And on top of that, we, most of us at least don't have kids yet or are very close to having kids or are developed in our kids, you know, soccer, baseball, practice lives. And I think a lot of it is we have so much time on our hands. We have so much time on our hands to make social media so much of our lives because a lot of our life hasn't started yet. So we compare those like, progressional steps in life, we compare them
2: to every person we've ever met. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah we're, you're, we're the same you're, your twenties are super worried about when am I going to get married and when am I, and the standard mm-hmm. is and I'm going to be successful by 30.
3: Yeah. And it's a really okay. tough
2: decade. And I
3: get rid of your social media uh, uh, too, too much down pressure it, limit down to
2: one. Wait, so you miss being helicoptered. Like you're saying you're a helicopter generation where you had a million plans and then you get into your late teens and twenties and you're free. And you're saying you have too much time on your hands.
0: Too much. I mean, too more like we spend too much of our time that is free because, of course, we don't have a lot of us don't have kids yet. You get so caught up in that. Well, now I'm either in college or I'm out of college, and what do I do with my free time besides express to all my friends that I'm really cool and I'm doing stuff? See,
3: that's what because a
0: lot, a lot of it is proving, like proving other people that. Your life is just as good as theirs right now.
3: See, when I, I had free time growing up in my 20s, I would go have beers of Jeff. I mean, I would go <laughs> fishing. I mean, I don't know. I would go do stuff, and I wouldn't think about yeah, maybe you guys ought to just dump social media or at least limit I, it yeah. further. I think that's a
1: big part of it. I really do. I do think it's like the idea of you mm-hmm. can't help but size compare, you know? I mean, it's the same oh, thing. Totally. It's like if you go to a party and you look across the bar, you're like, oh, my God, that outfit is amazing. Or she looks so put together. Imagine that, only you're at home and you're having yeah, a day. Exactly. You know, Well, <laughs> and
0: I look at it as even if people want to... Only do one social media. Like, I I mainly focus on Instagram. It's one picture, a couple pictures, a caption, and I put it out there, and I don't really have to worry about it a lot. But no matter what, if you're on one or five, you're posting something or you're not posting anything, but you're looking at people. You're following people. You could easily not post anything.
3: Let me ask you this, Kathy. You said, -hmm. I feel like you post on Instagram just to post. Is that what you're doing? I, I, post, to, to... I, almost
0: post, I almost post on Instagram, not only to save my memories in another place, but it's a good update for those people that I don't see all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they're like a bunch of selfies or something. No, it's like me at one of my cousin's weddings yeah. or me and my boyfriend on a trip together. So it's like, I think a lot of it is I wish my generation would stop. Selfieing <laughs> so much. They yeah. do. Because it's Every generation. It's so conceited. It's, I mean, but it gets so, they get so wrapped up in it. And then that comes with when people, you know, crop their pictures and, you know, <laughs> highlight certain stuff. You're like, that's so fake. That's definitely not what I saw in the bar last week. Right. So, yeah. I get it. Nah, you, I get it on my end.
2: Here's the thing that you guys are so selfie, but you're so selfie ready. Like, are you ready for your close-up? Our generation just take selfies because we don't like the way we look anymore. No, but if you know. put any, if you put True. the three of us in a time machine and went back to being your age right now, oh. Molly would be putting up six Selfie selfies up. a day. We would be <laughs> completely know. like, oh my god! You yes. know, we, me, and Party would have shirtless Facebook profile it would pictures. Be Awful! So I would. The, yes. only, the
0: only thing that stinks is those people who are selfie who are in their early 20s or late 20s, and they look the best they ever will, they edit them so yeah. much that it's actually not what they are in real life anyway. So it's those it's kind filters. Of like, yeah. It doesn't, re- well, not even just filters, but, I mean, I know people who crop their waistlines that, you know, make their eyes sparkle a little, little bit more, make their teeth whiter. I That's mean, weird. It's so nuts. There's, there's apps that can do quite a bit to your, like, your smaller features to the point where you don't look completely not like yourself, but you, you look, <laughs> you look really, really a lot better than in, in real life. And it's kind of almost sad that well, that's com- what, a thing. What, what is an app? <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. I, I want it. I'm like, mm. I actually, I actually don't have it, but I don't yeah. have- <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> hey, you
3: know what we get selfies right. our ages every age it's selfie crazy I'll tell you what I got friends that uh you know have, have done themselves good lost weight whatever the case is and uh uh Food they selfie them. it like crazy yeah good for them you know and they just it's that selfie it's thing as, is long just, as long as it as long
0: as it's real like just keep it keep it to you taking a picture because you feel good. Don't edit your you feel good day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well,
3: <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, thanks for checking in with us. We appreciate it, Kathy. Have a great yeah, day. For sure. Thank right. you. Take care.
0: Bye
2: bye. You're listening to the Big Party Morning Show. This, this is this time. Streaming live,
1: worldwide, 24 hours a day. Check it
0: out. Channel,
1: Channel. 941.com. All right, celebrities, Molly, what up? Justin Timberlake has some new music. It's called Filthy. It's got a new video, and it's all part of this upcoming album he's got coming out next month called Man in the Woods.
3: Yeah, we post the video on Facebook of the Big Party Show. So uh, if you want to check it out and hear it in its entirety, you can go there. You can you know, listen to Channel 94.1. We got it playing. Funk. I hear George Michaels that I, why can't mm-hmm.
2: you do it? Why can't you hit your mon get free?
0: It'll be a
2: huge club track. Yeah.
1: So, this is uh, him doing country music now, which is interesting because I don't really hear. I mean, I hear well, some sort of like, meow, but like I not. I think it's, it's just
3: an album. I think yeah, the. This the, isn't supposed to be a country song. Yeah, got it. there's going to okay. be music that's. It's
1: like weaving yeah. in and out. Um, so, February 2nd is when the new album comes out. And just a couple of days later, he will uh, be performing the Super Bowl halftime show. So, hopefully, maybe we'll see some of this new music when it comes out. And he's got three new videos with the new tracks that he's going to be releasing ahead of the R- album. Remember,
2: he's been saying all along that he thought that I can't drink you away is a country song. <laughs> I mean, that. so think of it. You got to kind of retool what you're thinking of when you want. When country. you're thinking country. Yeah. Got it.
1: Lady Gaga, Little Big Town, Pink. Those are some of the big stars that are going to be performing at the Grammys later this month. Uh, there is talk that, uh, um, it's going to be, you know, more will be lined up before. I wonder if we'll get like a Taylor Swift or maybe even a Justin Timberlake or, uh, Bruno Mars. But the Grammys are going to be airing on CBS January 28th. And they're taking place in New York this year, New York's Madison Square Garden. So it's a different coast. Jeopardy! is on hiatus for the time being because their host, Alex Trebek, is recovering from brain surgery He's 77, man. He looks great. He's doing well, but apparently he hit his head uh, last year and uh, suffered some complications and had to undergo brain surgery in order to fix them.
2: I wonder if they played this music in the in the surgery <laughs> OR while they operated. Is it soothing. Not. I would feel like this is uh, surgery music. Yeah, until there. it gets towards the end, you feel a little yeah. stressed. Then you're like, we'll okay, we really
1: got to close up. You're like, we're not even done. Yeah. Game of Thrones is going to be a wait. HBO announced that the eighth and final season of their hit show is not going to air until 2019. And they didn't put a very fine point on when in 2019. So it could be like, you know, and this the is, last this month. This is
2: new news. I thought it, they've all, they're have they always... No, it's,
1: it was speculation. It is. This is them finally making the announcement. Like, yeah, sorry, guys. It's really going to be 2019. Well, and it's only going to be six episodes. And then so that's we're not gonna it, be right? No, that's, that's all. It. All she wow. wrote. So that's that will be all she wrote. And all this right. weekend uh, the big awards show is the Golden Globes this Sunday, hosted by Seth Meyers, and it'll be TV and uh, films, leading stars all in one place, drinking champagne and rubbing elbows with one another. Big names that are going to be presenting are uh, Angelina Jolie and Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> I don't know if Brad Pitt's going to be there to, con- to finish the triumphant, but I, I know, wouldn't that be funny? I think it'd be wouldn't it be great. great if they all three came out together? Well, they probably get along. I mean, I think Wouldn't it's everyone be just like else the that doesn't biggest want to get
3: along. But yeah, it'd be awesome. Coup
1: if like the, the 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 doors open and it's Brad Pitt and then the two ladies come from either side and join him up at the podium. And everyone's like, oh, my yeah.
2: God. Oh, yeah. yeah. So a moment. And, it, you know, since we're all stir crazy, this might be the weekend to either get out and see a movie <sighs>
3: yeah, or that? stay
2: in. But catch up with all these movies. I think a lot of us are behind on the films that are. Nominated. So when you watch, the, yeah. there's years I watched Globes and the Oscars, and when you don't know any of the people, I didn't it sucks. know anything. Yeah.
3: Right. You bet. So um, Lady
2: Bird, we should all see that. They're saying that Sorsha will probably win that for Lady Bird. Okay. Um, all this this the stuff Wimple. you can rent at home. Get Out is nominated. Dunkirk was great this year. Um, in there theater, are some th- good ones. I think Gary Oldman will win uh, Best Actor. He's got that, that Battle of Britain movie, that okay. uh, oh, Darkest oh, okay. Hour.
3: Uh, that's there's a, a lot thing, right? a
2: lot of stuff that. Is just came out. Um, it's still in theaters at three billboards outside of Ebbing. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Francis McDormand, who's mm-hmm. won before. Okay, they're yeah. saying you're going to see up her, up there, accepting something. I mean, okay. have you guys I really seen any see- of these?
1: The Post, I really want to see. That's the one about the Washington that Post. doesn't come
2: out till next week.
3: Yeah.
1: I know, but they, I, I just, it's so weird that they are nominated because they do these little things. The Disaster Artist is apparently really good. That's the James Franco one that everyone's like, for real? And I it's can't about the, watch that.
3: I don't know why.
2: Um,
1: I, Tanya, got nominated, too. Alice and, and that's Janney. coming out this weekend. And
2: Alice and Janney, they're saying, will win Best Supporting Actress for playing apparently. Tanya Harding's mom. Okay, she That movie's it. out tonight, who motivated uh, Tanya. The mom, they're saying, she'll be up there grabbing. A statue, uh, best director. I I really hope Dunkirk wins some stuff. I Set so away. do too. So, I, I Chris, really
1: want Christopher Nolan to he, win.
2: He deserves it for the work that he put into Dunkirk. Because um, I think it's good for Hollywood right now. If you've seen that movie, it looks like it's effects laden, and he he made it a labor of love that yeah. all that the majority of that stuff on the screen is photo real it was really shot real yeah. planes It's great. real maneuvers real actors
1: I think he's got a shot because the other movies that are up are Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water which people say is amazing but that Martin McDonough for Three Bellboards that's not really Best Picture worthy Ridley Scott for All the Money in the World but that's you know Ridley Scott and then Steven Spielberg for The Post but besides that I feel like Dunkirk was heads and shoulders I
3: think was the best movie Technique i saw this year wise, yeah i couldn't tell you what another good one was but definitely on he top might of win for list, so. uh
1: yeah so that might be a big win for him that is your celebrity news update on omaha's number one hit music station channel 94.1 from
0: the eat fit go studio this, this is the big party show on omaha's number one hit music station
3: channel 941.